All right. So uh, I guess we'll shift into an awkward opening. Uh, shift into awkward opening. Painful. Oh. Now I got the turn Sunday. Wait, Monday. Wednesday. 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 I saw no, it's an okay show. I still haven't okay. watched it. Oh. Uh, it. I think Catherine Zeta Jones is kind of a bad Morticia. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So hmm. I heard Luis Guzman is great in it, though. Yeah, he is. I mean, but then I also hear other people that are like, you, you don't like Luis Guzman. I don't think he's a good uh, uh, Gomez. Like, no, you've just been getting pretty Gomez. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, have we not seen John Aston? Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying he's an unattractive man. Luis Guzman also not an unattractive man. Just no. just what is it? Gruff. Oddly sexy or what is the phrase that we're Oh, yeah, to? oddly sexy. Trav's <laughs> whole thing. Yeah. Um yeah, but uh John Aston isn't what we would call conventionally attractive and he was the first live action Gomez like Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the deal here, guys? Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Raul Julia is a beautiful man. Tim Curry yeah. was a beautiful man. Yeah. There is a beautiful man. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why. But yeah. hey, Luis Guzman's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the most famous uh, alumnus of Greendale Community <laughs> College. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. All in all, Wednesday is basically just goth Percy Jackson. Okay. I love Percy Jackson. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. Well, I need to get yeah. on this then, because Percy Jackson rules. Well, there you and go. I can't wait for that Disney Plus show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I can't wait for the Aragon Disney Plus show. Yeah. Because that that's a license the, that deserved a lot better than what it did. Yeah, all the things. Oh, yeah, that, that, movie, is, that movie is trash. Yeah. <laughs> trash. <laughs> Uh, well, on to our cold open topic. You. Oh, which is uh, Jonathan. Missing yeah. from last week. Yeah. Ducking Jason Platt, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but he's actually seen I Existed. It was not like Josh Kahn for a while. Where yeah. Yeah. Was a yeah, robot, yeah. So. Of course. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take the time now and get your opinions on the 2004 Best Animated Feature winner, The Incredibles. All right. Well, uh, The Incredibles is fucking amazing. Uh, Correct. Uh, one yeah. of the best Pixar movies. Yeah. It's my favorite Pixar movie. There you go. I, I, I believe I've heard you say that before. And I... You can... I don't fault you for saying it. Put it on the board! Yes! Yeah, you can see it on my letterbox. I have them all ranked. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, nothing really bad to say about it. It's a great movie. Yeah. Watch it again. What do you like about it? What do I like yeah, about what it? What are some of your favorite things about it? Uh, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Holly Hunter, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear her even do it. Like, it's just, just talking like, what do you mean? Like that. What, what do you mean? <laughs> um, well, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I it just, it's, 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 it's. Trying to think of words here. It is fun. And I enjoy all of the trappings that made it fun. Like I enjoy Jack Jack a lot. Like oh, Jack Jack Jack's like mm. the best. Um I don't know, just very family focused and I enjoy that. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. 
And the memes. God, the memes never stop with that fucking movie. Yeah, they never should. No. <laughs> they they are uh, alive and relevant, but not in an overwhelming way like Shrek, necessarily. Exactly. Um, yeah, we talked all about the themes and everything, so check out that episode if you haven't heard it yet. Brad Bird rules. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed. Indeed. All um, right, well then... Um, if you would like to move to worst two judgments, we can do that. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, um, so then, John, did this yeah. deserve best animated feature? What year was this again? Like, what year oh, did it come out? It was oh, 2004. Four. Four. second here. I just kind of want to do a quick pass of all the movies. Uh, Shark Tale's fucking garbage. <laughs> um, Trick 2 is just Trick 2. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, mostly perfect. Got it. It's okay. Um, let's see, that would be the next year. Blanking one and a half. If that wasn't a fucking direct to video, it was. <laughs> yeah, because that was actually really good. Of like all of the Renaissance sequels, one and a half was really fucking good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I always liked when it was described as the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of the Lion King. Um. SpongeBob probably should have been nominated well before uh, Shark, Shark Tale. Tale. <laughs> Was yeah. that the first SpongeBob movie come out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it deserved it, definitely, uh, especially over the other nominees. So, yeah. All right. And um, is this the worst best animated feature? It is not. It is my number two. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's where I had it as well. I put I put it at number one. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> I I I put it at number one specifically because I rewatch it way more than I watch um, Spirited Away. Oh, that, that's with fair. The Jonathan rating scale. Okay. Yeah. No, that's I, that. I had to I had to give the edge somewhere, and that's the only edge I could think to split the two. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, fair. it's the only the only thing that separates these two movies for me is that Spirited Away, a film I love, is incredible, but I just don't rewatch it as often as I rewatch other Miyazaki films. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. Hello, you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Wardman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Crouches. And welcome back to the Oscar Worsty Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. What film are we watching this week, Zach? We are watching Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. The plucky and beloved British stop-motion characters find themselves in a hair-raising situation in their monster parody feature film debut. Excellent. And is this everybody's first time watching Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were Rabbit? Yes. No. No, for me, Zach, do you remember the first time you saw it? Probably somewhere in 07, 08 area. I picked up a copy of the D 
DVD, my Criticer ratings from 2014, so I must have rewatched it last in 2014. How about you? I honestly do not remember the first time I watched this, but uh, I know it wasn't at a theater, and it was probably soon after it came on DVD. But I love Wallace and Gromit, so I felt really bad I didn't get to see this in a theater. 2005. It should. I was just trying to think of what I was doing in 2005. Uh, Starting out with dating me? Man. Hanging out with Jonathan. Mm. I left, got fired from the theater, got a job at a grocery store, and then Pizza Hut. Probably just wasn't going to the theater a lot to see movies one way or the other. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the year where I saw a crash in the movie theater because it was playing before I got fired from the theater. And I saw Brokeback Mountain at a theater, but I didn't see a lot of the nominees at a, in the theater. Yeah. yeah. Busy with the, the hustle. Yeah. The hustle. And the hustle. And be, being broke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so let's get into an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Best animated feature. Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were Rabbit gives Nick Park and Steve Box Academy Awards. I believe this is like Nick Park's third Academy Award directing Wallace and Gromit material. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need a fact check that before i move on uh, i shouldn't have said things out loud um oscar one for wrong trousers in 94 nice one for creature comfort so that's not wallace and gromit but that is an academy award uh one oscar for uh close shave okay yeah so then here we are nice so yeah uh he's got four Oscars. this is his fourth oscar uh and he would Go on to get another nomination in 2010 for A Matter of Loaf and Death, but would lose lose that one. Uh, and apparently, next year, we're supposed to be getting the sequel to Chicken Run? What? I didn't know really? that. Really? Chicken Run, Dawn oh. of the Nugget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Okay. Sorry. I, oh, I just fine. found this information, and I'm very excited about it. Okay. So. Uh, Wallace Gromit, Curse of the Rabbit beats Howl's Moving Castle and Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Uh, and outside of the category, no other nominations. Hmm. Not even for s- score. That sh- mm, it should have gotten nominated for. I think this probably and maybe Howl's Moving Castle. Probably. Yep. Uh, and there, it's a Pretty disrespectful year to animated films all around because there are no yep. other nominations for any animated films outside of the short film category where Shane Acker is nominated for nine. Oh. Uh, hmm. I'm sure I brought up on the 2005 episode, but uh, yeah. is a short film and film that I really enjoy. Yeah. And that's our Oscar breakdown. All right. Well, well, let's talk about this movie. Let's do that. I liked it. Well, I like Wallace and Gromit. It's, it's I, times. I love this movie. I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's so good. I find it exceedingly charming. And uh, so I was, uh, I watched it yesterday and I was like, boys, I'm putting on a movie and you can watch it or not. And Lachlan was like, okay. They sat down and I put it on. It's Wallace and Gromit. And Harrison's like, why does that sound familiar? And, I started it and it got to like the DVD menu and he saw Wallace and he's like, Oh my God, it's that guy. He gives me nightmares. (laughs) 
Why? He's like, his face, look at it. And I, was like, <laughs> and I don't know. He's just like, but then he sat down and he, he was like cringing every time Wallace would come up on the screen <laughs> for like the first two minutes. But then he settled down and all three of my boys, ages five to ten, sat down and watched this entire movie and were enthralled with it the whole time. I was so happy. I thought for sure they were just like going to get up and go away because it's like maybe not their typical speed of an animated film. I mean, it's action packed. It's funny. Oh, yeah. But it's uh, a little different from a lot of the stuff they're used to. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I I had my I've been watching all these movies and boys as well. And they they absolutely loved it. But uh, apparently Owen had just uh, watched the Sean the Sheep movie recently oh. uh, over the over the weekend before we watched this the other night and uh i was like well prepare because we're going to be re-watching the shot the sheep soon. <laughs> nice good so yeah. uh, I, I will say that quite possibly one of the greatest puns i've heard in film ever was in this movie and that was the which one was the that? arson joke <laughs> was just phenomenal where it was yeah. the case of arson yeah just arson around. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's a uh, like to my sensibilities, maybe a bold rated G. Not there's nothing wrong with it, but like jokes like that. I, <laughs> so it, it's things because like, there was a couple of them where you're just like, well, that <laughs> that's not an American G. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, that, that's that's words are that are used in a in a PG aspect, I guess uh, here, but. I guess a little bit easier. Yeah. Cross the pond. Yeah. Cheeky definitely may, cheeky. may contain nuts, you know? Yeah. Or, or just the MPAA, uh, just didn't, doesn't understand pun humor and didn't thought it was just the word arson again. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I was kind of late to the game and discovering Wallace and Gromit. I, I was at least a teenager. I hadn't seen any of them when I was a kid. Um, I think the shorts are one. I have a DVD copy of some of the shorts that I got at one of like the um, movie store closings. So that was 2010. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. But yeah, I charming is the word that just keeps coming back because it's so yeah. it's inoffensive, it's whimsical, it's smart, it's uh, it's uh, it's a it's a little trope. <laughs> a little trope. Well, this movie in particular. I, well, no, I would just say Wallace and Gromit as a whole. Mm. I mean, smart main character who's kind of dumb, silent sidekick who's actually the yeah the brains of the operation, the brains and it's Spectre just, gadget type. Yeah, so I mean, but at the same time, it's not that it's a bad thing. I mean, things can be tropey and still, yeah, yeah, come off again, come off fresh. It's how you play with the tropes, and yeah, I think they play with the tropes in really smart ways. Yeah, yeah. it's especially the way that they they play with like horror and monster movie tropes mm-hmm. in this they're Nick Park. So, so good. Mm. I can't think of a thing he's done that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, I also, I especially love how on, huh? I was looking, but no, you're not wrong. I love fucking creature. Uh, so much creature comforts is so <laughs> funny. It, it, it's such, it's such sneaky, smart humor. <laughs> Yep, but um, I especially love the unpolished look of his style of stop motion animation too, where it's it's not as smooth 
as something like Henry Selleck, who yeah. does like Nightmare Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach. Oh. It and you can see all the flaws whenever they do close ups of the the puppets, you can see the like the thumbprints <laughs> yeah. on all of them. And I love that. It yeah. it gives it such a charm. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that too as I was watching it. Um but you know at at the same time, um it's it's unpolished but it's flawless in fluidity and motion. Mm-hmm. And um some of those action sequences towards the end. Um, oh my gosh. So well done. And my seven year old was like, That was epic. It's like Walton Gromit, epic. Okay, there you go. Put it on the poster. You know, and and Nick Park's always been really good with those action sequences because in the short films they have like the train chase with the penguin. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is which is so good that one of the uh a YouTuber that I watched, probably probably Patrick Willems, like did a breakdown on how uh the how clear the action and the geography of the action is in that scene and I compared it to like how shitty someone like Michael Bay shoots action sequences where you can't tell what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hate that. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. But you know, the, the story is, uh, I mean, nothing crazy, uh, wild or inventive, but it's done well, told mm. well, you got good characters, you got good chemistry a believable kind of romantic tension that doesn't necessarily turn into a full romance. Cause there's still, you know, no, it kind of leads to a, a, a funny little twist at the end where you're just like, Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and for Zach, it's got a redhead. Yeah. Yes. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I like this? Yes, I think I do. Yes, very much. <laughs> Thank you. Curvy little clay woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> the pouty yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, I think they do a really good job with the reveal that uh, that Wallace is the were-rabbit, too. Like, it, it's such smart writing up to that point that I had almost completely forgotten until a couple minutes before it happened again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it was they made that rabbit. But I, I, I had forgot the twist, too. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, Wallace rabbit. <laughs> um, goofy yet formidable. Yeah. And of course, you know, the, the acting was I mean, it was obviously Helena Bottom Carter. She wasn't trying to do any voices or anything for it. And right. Oh, Ray Fiennes was just being a villain. And Ray Fiennes, <laughs> Ray Fiennes is so funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I love when Bray Fiennes gets to be goofy. Yeah. I do like it. I just feel like the couple of times it's like, are they doing a Beauty and the Beast thing right now? Like when he's <laughs> climbing up the church. <laughs> They're just absolutely ripping off King Kong. Uh-huh. I keep thinking about watching the kids and it was a proud moment where, where they were all like, King Kong! And like, yes, they, they get it. <laughs> I have parented right. <laughs> I, I do wonder about the the spell breaking of him no longer being a were rabbit. Well, I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he he dies. He dies. His, yeah. his true love brings him back. Oh, jeez, yeah. jeez, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> jeez wasn't the cure; it was the answer. There you go. <laughs> but all right. Well, um, tough one because it's it's a good movie. 
and it's hard to talk about good movies. <laughs> it is. And, 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 you know, and there's not really like deep themes to this yeah, movie either. No, we can't it's really visual gags. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really break it down on like a molecular level because it's, <laughs> it's, it's so simple in it, but it yet it's so endearing and fun. Yep. Yeah. And there really wasn't a message to be said other than maybe eat your vegetables, although it could be bad yeah. if you turn you into a were rabbit. If you, yeah, yeah maybe be, be don't, humane if you can. Maybe don't kill I mean, rabbits. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, don't kill rabbits, I guess, but <laughs> understand that there could be an overpopulation problem and uh, maybe Put sometimes you should kill a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, maybe or spay and neuter your pets. Exactly. Yes. Bob Barker approves of this movie. I, <laughs> I was a big fan of the, the one joke where they come out. And he's like, oh, no, they're multiplying like, well, rabbits. <laughs> I would like to pay. <laughs> All right. Well, any other additional notes, gents? No. Um, more Wallace and Gromit, though. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. um, you mentioned the Chicken Run sequel. Apparently, there's supposed to be a sequel, standalone sequel to this in 2024 coming to netflix oh, feature length that's what i saw hmm. so so is ardman just hanging out with netflix these days because that's where the, both the Shaun the sheep movies went yeah i guess so it said um, least, bbc release and then netflix in 2024 awesome um i'm fine with this yeah more indeed. Shaun the sheep. Indeed. Uh, I, I really need to save all my my uh Shaun the sheep comments because we got two episodes coming up for those <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our worsty judgments then. And Zach. Hi. Did this movie deserve Best Picture? No, it's hard to go up against Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, Corpse Ride is a good film, too. You know, I'm sure it's another one that was perhaps destroyed by Hot Topic. And I don't know. I like Corpse Bride a lot, though. It's a, it's a good movie. House Moving Castle is Caitlin's favorite uh, Miyazaki. Um, and it's a gorgeous, beautiful story, beautiful animation. Another excellent uh, Billy Crystal, if you're watching the you know the U.S. version, which I, I think is really good. Billy Crystal is great. Yeah, he's an amazing counselor. Um, if I were ranking these three, I may have House Moving Castle ahead of this movie. But I, I am fully behind... Wallace and Gromit winning. I'm. I think yes, it deserved um, to win Best Animated. And a quick glance at some other things. Oh, Chicken Little. How about that? How about not Robots? Not very good either. I'm not crazy about Madagascar. So yeah, it deserved. Where? Um, I'm going to disagree. Okay. Um, and you know I understand the whole. You know if it's in your top whatever, you, you can you can agree with it being a winner. But House Moving Castle is my favorite uh, Miyazaki movie. I feel like every year should be given credit to only its year. I think just the fact that Miyazaki once speared away just a couple of years ago should not matter. Uh, and House Moving Castle is a perfect film. I love everything about that movie. It's beautiful. The message, the just... I love that movie so much. Oh, God, I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> uh, Corpse Bride is Tim Burton going, well, everyone thinks I fucking did Night Before Christmas. So I might as well do one now. And it being, okay. I, I, 
I'll admit to a little bias of Chris Pride. I had a bad date when I went and saw that movie. Oh, but and I just it's okay. Uh, but I do like this movie a lot. Um, were it up against anything else, honestly, I probably would have said yes. But you know, yeah. Um, the Heffalump movie probably should have been fucking nominated, and I probably would have put the Heffalump movie ahead of uh, ahead. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I probably would have put Heffalump ahead of uh, Wallace and Gromit. Um, and I don't know if uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children had a theatrical release. Uh, not in the States that I know no. of. That's, yes. Yeah. I keep thinking it was 07 for some reason, but that's probably just because it's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. The Advent Children rules. Yeah. I thought it came out That's a bias. Soon. No. But uh, other than that, yeah. Paul, does this movie deserve Best Picture? Um. Well, okay. So the other two, Corpse Bride obviously goes to my two spot there and I really can't wait till you get to rank five. Um, yeah, yeah. I I'm just going to keep bringing it up. I hate this. Um, so corpse ride is going to go to my two spot. It's, it's good. It's, it's, um, I, I didn't get to rewatch it this week, so I, I, I can't attest to how the quality stands up, but I thought it was fine. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of like the mid tier Burton films especially around this time and he's doing some pretty decent work. Yeah. I think it's way too much crap because, um, 2003, we get big fish 2005. We, I I believe the same year we get the, uh, the one, the Willy Wonka or Charlie and the chocolate factory, which is better than the original. Mm. (laughs) I, I love Charlie and the chocolate factory. I just think they're two different fucking movies. They are. I, I, I think Willy Wonka is a great, uh, a great musical, and I think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a great movie. Like, yeah, true. I'll buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar. Okay. Uh, then Howl's Movie Castle. I I gave five stars, and I think is an incredible film. It, but it's also mid tier Miyazaki for me. Really? At five, at five stars. Well, I mean, mid tier Miyazaki is probably I mean, by all stars. Still, I just like. <laughs> Because, like, I'm not going to lie, I'll take Howl's over Spirit Away every fucking day. Like, I can rewatch Howl's back-to-back. I can't rewatch Spirited Away back-to-back. Uh, I I love Spirited Away way more. Uh, I I would go Nausicaa. I'd go Mononoke. I'd go Totoro. Uh, I'd go... I, I don't want to bring up anything that's after this, so... Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, I, I get uh, that. Also, also Ponyo. I put Ponyo over it. Uh, really? I love Ponyo. And you Ponyo know Ponyo loves Ponyo loves ham. Ham. <laughs> and Sasuke. And I love Ponyo. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, so uh and as far as Curse of the Were Rabbit goes, it's not like Nick Park's hurting for Oscars at this point. He's got three. Yeah. So uh that being said, yes, this is Herbed Best Animated Feature. I think this film is fun and beautiful and just a good time and while ha- i i rank howls above this i'm still saying this deserve it does sure. deserve best animated uh i think this is a really good adaptation of the short films into a uh, feature length yeah. I, mm-hmm. it never drags I, no it doesn't no, no, and it does not honestly like at one point I had, we had to pause it for some reason and it had only been on for 33 minutes. And I was like, this is moving so fast and we're only at 33 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's only a buck 25. So yeah. Like yeah. we were only a third of the way through the movie and 
like I felt like half the movie had already gone by because it's just like, oh man, I'm having so much fun. Yep. <laughs> but right. yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Well, Zach, is yeah. this the worst best animated feature? No, I won't hold a drama- dramatics. I'll just say I gave it four stars. I really like it. I have it at my number three behind Spirit Away and The Incredibles, but ahead of Finding Nemo. So that's where it's at for me. And what about you, Jonathan? I think our list remains the same. Uh-huh. I have Wallace and Gromit at number three in between The Incredibles and Finding Nemo. Paul. We all concur. <laughs> uh, I, I, I remain the outlier on my top two, but uh, I, three through five, we're, we're all right there on them. Cool. I think this is so good, and I love Finding Nemo, so that just yeah. tells you how much more I love this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and call it here, guys. It's a short one, but yeah. Short one. movie. Fun. Blast. Yeah. Risk. Get in, get Indeed. out. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, you can, of course, find me at the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, and Letterboxd by searching my name, Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are, are covering all sorts of shark-related media. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I'm keeping a running tally of all the films that I have watched. And because I feel like it's the more important one to bring up on this episode, I went and saw Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans this week. Ooh. Fuck, I love movies. I Excellent. Goddamn yeah. love movies so much. I'm excited to see that. It yeah. It is Spielberg's best film since Spielberg's last film. <laughs> <laughs> that, so Spielberg's best film about film since Spielberg's last film about film. Yeah, and his best film about divorce since his last film about divorce. He's <laughs> the fucking best. Uh, I, I cannot even begin to like tell you how moving and incredible this movie is. It is beautiful it's about the power of cinema and its escapist qualities it uh it's 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 done something it's done something weird though that i don't feel is a spoiler because it happens in the opening scene so i'm i'm going to say this now it's done something weird though that i've heard more than once at this point that i i wish i could stop people when they start saying it and because when we said it on the um Greatest Show on Earth episode, the film that we have all agreed is the worst best picture of all time. Uh, that that film is very influential to Spielberg, specifically. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the opening scene of this movie is uh, Sammy Fableman, the the Spielberg character in the film, and his parents going to see that movie. And the only scene that they show from the movie is the is the moment when the train crashes, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. They don't they don't show it any of the 76 hours in front of it and they don't show anything <laughs> in the aftermath. They just show specifically the train crashing. And I have heard more than one person go, should I watch the greatest show on earth? Because oh, that, God, that was incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, when you get that three minutes worth of film in that, <laughs> that three and a half hours, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> In a movie so long, it makes the Lord of the Rings trilogy feel like uh, feel like Wallace and Gromit cursed the Were Rabbit. Yeah, nice. yes. so yeah, no, it 
I'm like, no, don't. There's a reason you haven't seen that movie to this point. There's a reason you shouldn't watch it after. <laughs> but if Fableman's wins Best Picture, then we get a Best Picture referencing a Best Picture. So we'll see how that goes. Excellent. All right. Zach, what are we watching next week? <laughs> Put on your dancing shoes because we're watching Happy Feet, <laughs> which you can find on Google, Fubo, Philo, Redbox, YouTube, or Stream. On HBO Max. Excellent. Yay. Jonathan's face looks so pained. He's he's so excited. Oh, excited. Happy feet. <laughs> All right. With that, we would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Logan Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarWorthyPod, not Facebook at the OscarWorthy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. The beast lurks within us all, so give us five stars. Wow. <laughs> so, for Jonathan and Zach, and Rafe finds his clay toupee. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>